0: Have you ever looked really hard for a toy? Can't find it anywhere, only to find it in a place you never would have put it? How does that happen? Well, probably a younger brother or sister, but maybe not always. What if it's the toy itself that decides to move around? I'm not sure Uncle Spooky entirely likes that idea. The last thing I need is armies of LEGO figures going on fantastic adventures without me. Hmm. Well, this next story is called Sarah Sweetheart by L.P. Hernandez and read for us by Christina Manenti. Carmen, hurry up! We'll be loading the stuff for donation in just a few minutes. Mom yelled from the first floor. "'I'm hurrying, Mom!' I replied, scrambling off the bed. I had not been hurrying. Not before that moment, anyway. The box labeled Donations was mostly empty, as it had been for the past week. The Air Force was sending our family to a new city right before school ended. I was gonna be the new girl. Again. Maybe I was dragging my feet a little. Donating clothes that no longer fit or toys we no longer played with was a moving week tradition among my siblings. Unlike opening a gift on Christmas Eve, it was not a tradition we looked forward to. I pillaged the darkest corner of my closet, plucking from their hangers lamb soft sweaters that would go seldom worn in Texas. I gathered claw machine stuffed animals and piled those atop the sweaters. Within a couple of minutes, the box was half filled. Oh! I cried, catching a glimpse of a cat's eye in the corner of the closet. I peeled an old sweatshirt from what I was relieved to discover was actually a doll. I shook my head, smiling, we didn't even have a cat. I forgot about you, I said holding the doll at an arm's length. It was a birthday present from my grandmother. I could not remember which birthday as I never played with the doll. There was something about its plastic smile, the eyes that never fully closed even though they were designed to. Her arms were outstretched as if to receive a hug. I pressed them to her sides, and they popped out again. Sarah, sweetie, sweetheart, I said struggling to recall the name from the package she came in. I wiped my thumb across her cheek, the small smudge of dirt there growing into a streak that ended at her little nub of an ear. With her fake smile, the dirt-like war paint on her cheek, and eyes half open, she looked more crazy than sweet. I hooked my finger inside the plastic ring fastened to the string dangling from her back and tugged. Her voice was weak and watery. Sarah missed you. I shuddered. I didn't have any memory of playing with Sarah before that moment, but the recording seemed strangely personal. I pulled the string again. Sarah always loved you. Loved? More like Sarah Creepheart, I said, tossing the doll into the pile of clothes in the donation box. The plastic ring caught on a hanger and the doll retracted slowly, the voice deeper and more distorted. Not Sarah. A few minutes later, I brought the almost full box downstairs. Just load it into the van for me, hun. Mom said. I obeyed, sliding the box between two others, then I dusted my hands and slammed the rear gate. Was this supposed to go? Mom asked. I gasped in surprise. Where did you find her? Inside. Must have fallen out of the box. I think this was a gift from Grandma. Sure you want to get rid of it? Mom asked. I swallowed hard. The doll was buried beneath soccer cleats and books in the box. I made sure I could not see so much as a thread of her hair. How could she fall out? Yeah, I think I'm too old for dolls. Well, too old for dolls like her. I could not look at her. It was like taking a puppy to the pound. It's okay. We won't tell grandma and she probably wouldn't remember anyway. I squirmed as mom passed, doll hands desperate for a hug grazing my shoulder. Shouldn't take long. Mom said. But if you want to get started on dinner, go ahead. Okay, Mom. I dashed up the stairs leading to the front door, my lungs like an overfilled balloon close to popping. The gross feeling of being confronted with the rejected doll stayed with me as I prepared dinner. Mom returned about half an hour later, just as I was sliding spaghetti onto plates. Everything go okay? I asked. Mom smiled. Of course. They were more than happy to take the donations. Mmm. That smells wonderful. It is. Try. You're going to be a chef one day, Carmen, Mom said. Dad came home from work and we gathered around the dinner table, my older brothers sounding like pigs at the trough as they inhaled their food. The house was filled with boxes again. Although I was not excited about the move, it did feel familiar. I hadn't been excited to move to Colorado and loved it. Maybe Texas would be even better. A few hours later, I hugged my parents before heading to bed. The house still smelled faintly of the spaghetti sauce which Dad raved about for hours. Chef Carmen, he called me, which made me smile, though I tried to hide it. By the time I climbed into bed, my good mood had waned. I knew this was the last night my room would look like this. The dolls I loved and cared for were positioned on window sills and dressers. Tomorrow, they would be in boxes for a month or so, in the dark just like Sarah's sweetheart had been all those years in my closet. But she was gone, thankfully. Hopefully the next child would love her in a way I couldn't. Twenty minutes passed, thirty, and forty. Eventually I fell asleep with the fan wearing, the air conditioning humming on and off. I dreamed it was moving day. Not a strange dream with moving day coming up. The boxes were taped and transported out of my room one by one. My clothes, toys, books, all of it, gone again. There were noises in the background, noises that didn't quite match the dream, and then I was awake, blinking at the ceiling fan. The dream noises continued, like someone in the room with me. Mom? I said. No answer. Hello? I said, sitting up in bed. I just want to love you. I swallowed and pulled the covers to my chin. Harmon. Who's there? I reached for the lamp on my nightstand. I screamed. My dolls, all of my dolls were ruined. Their dresses were torn, hair chopped as if cut with dull scissors. Some were missing their heads. I only stopped screaming when I saw her at the foot of my bed, one arm behind her back. What? What are you hiding? Her eyelids opened slowly. She was looking right at me. Sarah wants to love you forever